encourage you to take your Bible at this time and open to Matthew chapter 7. I'll start reading from verse 7 to verse 11. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 7 to verse 11. Jesus continued in his teaching and at this uh, verse he starts by saying, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. He who seeks, find. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we bless you because uh, it is there to teach us, to correct us, uh, to encourage us and to help us in knowing you more. We pray that as we look into your word tonight, we pray that you will open the eyes of our understanding. For we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, our sermon topic for, t- for tonight is uh, seeking. Uh, it is part of the, um, the, the theme of prayer which we have started few weeks ago. As we continue in our study series on the theme of prayer, using the acronyms of ACTS, A-C-T-S, which is Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and tonight we will consider the last letter in the acronym, Supplication. Supplication, or you can call it Seeking. Last Sunday, Brian helped us to see from the Bible the need to be thankful. While reflecting on the healing of the ten lepers account in the Gospel according to St. Luke, Brian helped us to understand that Jesus identified those who are thankful. And he requires us to be thankful in whatever situation. Tonight, I will shift the focus from thanksgiving to the topic of seeking or supplication as we consider Jesus' instruction to every one of us in Matthew chapter 7 from verse 7 to 11. Jesus is the greatest teacher that ever lived. And he started to teach his disciples moving on from the Sermon on the Mount which some understand as the Beatitudes in chapter 5 of Matthew, he went ahead to teach the people several things, which includes a relational pattern of living, both with God and man. Here in this chapter, Jesus extends an invitation not only to his disciples, But also for us today, it challenges us in verse 7 to ask and it will be given to you. 
Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. From this verse, Jesus is challenging us to be persistent in our pursuit of God. He wants us to be diligent in asking for God's divine intervention in our life. And when we do that, it gives us an assurance of receiving whatever we ask of him, of finding him where we seek to know him better, and he promises to open the door to us when we knock. Due to our human nature, it is not surprising to see that we only call on God when we are in trouble. For example, in this trying time, a lot of people have turned to God in the study of the Bible and prayers. So many people have even used physical things to help us focus on God, such as lightning of the candle and all sorts. These are not bad things to do. It is good that we can turn to God in prayer in difficult times. But it should not only be at this time that we should remember God. The need to ask, seek, and knock should be a constant thing for us to do. In fact, the Greek word used to describe these commands is all in present tense, and it is continuous. This suggests that these actions were meant to be frequent. Now, let us consider this in more details as we consider my first point of this sermon. The command with promise, verse 7 to 8. Command with promise. The Bible says, ask. Everyone who asks, receives. At first, when we read this verse, it seems to us that whatever we ask from God, He will give it to us. And we sometimes feel disappointed when we don't receive answers to our prayers. A seven-year-old boy on his birthday asked his dad to buy him a Ferrari car. He woke up in the morning hoping to have his presents delivered. His dad told him his car is parked outside, so he hurried to the door and as he looked out, he found a toy Ferrari car at the doorstep. This is not what I want, he said to his dad. But his dad said, what you want is something you need to wait for. And sometimes we get this same response when we ask wrongly from God. As we read Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8, we need to realize that when Jesus told his disciples to ask, he expected them, as well as all of us tonight, to remember what it taught them in the Lord's Prayer. Do you remember that? It says, Thy will be done. Chapter 6, verse 10. In asking, 
is not just about ourselves or what we feel is good for us. Rather, our asking should be about the will of God. It's all about God and what he knows is good for us. When we ask, we should always ask faithfully according to the will of God. But what is the will of God? For those who are with us a few weeks ago when I taught about the will of God, we found out that the will of God is found in the mission of God. And the mission of God is to reconcile all things back to himself. The Lord's mission is for all sinners to be saved. Therefore, in asking, we need to ask at first for our salvation. If we are sure of our salvation as Christians, we will not fear or panic about coronavirus. We will not fear or panic about our vulnerability. We will not fear death because death in the body for those who know the Lord leads to life with Christ in eternity. As we often sing in that favorite song, in Christ alone my hope is found. It goes on to say, no fear in death. We will not panic about the future. We will not worry about our needs. And as we seek, I mean, as we ask for the right thing tonight, let us think about what we should be seeking in my second point. Seek. The one who seek, find. To help us understand what Jesus wants us to seek, in verse 8, he gave us a hint in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Jesus said, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first his righteousness and his kingdom. Jesus, in this verse, make it explicitly clear what we should be seeking. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. He later went on to say, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The Lord wants us to be diligent in following him. And in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13, the Bible says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. What is that thing that you are seeking after? Is it to know more of God? This is what God delights that we should seek when he told us to seek and we will find. And finally, Jesus told us to be persistent in knocking. For those who knock, he said, the door will be open. We continue to knock God's door of grace and mercy for his intervention in our life situation. For us as individuals, 
And as a country, we need God at this time. We're asking for his will to be done. We seek his kingdom and his righteousness in our life and in our land. And we earnestly knock the door of his grace to be open to our request of him to intervene in our current pandemic disease situation. We should continually knock the door of his grace not because we deserve it, because we are sinners, but because of his love and mercy, his grace abounds for everyone. Finally, we need to understand that whenever we ask in faith, the Lord give answers to our prayer. Not by our work, not because we deserve it, but by his mercy and love. Verse 9 to 11. The mercy and love of God is displayed in an illustration by Jesus in verse 9 to 11. Let us see it together. Open your Bible with me. Look at it together. Jesus said, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Jesus points to the fact that we as parents don't like to deceive our children with things that is harmful. We won't give them stone for a bread nor snake for a fish. This is true of parents and grandparents. But I realize these days you cannot deceive a child with a toy phone. They know the real iPhone and a toy iPhone. Jesus is saying, if we in our sinfulness as human knows what is good and how to give good gifts to our children, how much more? Will our Father in heaven give good gifts to us when we ask of him? This is a good assurance. It's great assurance that we receive. And it helps us to keep asking, to keep seeking, and to keep knocking. As I finish, I want us to note the phrase, your father in heaven. It came in the first line of the Lord's Prayer, our father in heaven. And here in the last verse, it says, your father in heaven knows how to give good gifts to us. Is God your father? Are you a son and daughter? To receive good things from God, we need to have a deep and meaningful relationship with him. As I said at the start of this sermon, Jesus is challenging us to be persistent in our pursuit of God and to be diligent in asking for God's divine intervention. 
in our life. And when we do that, it gives us assurance of receiving what we ask, of finding him when we seek to know him, and he promises to open the door to us when we knock. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these promises that goes with the command which you have given unto us. Help us to ask rightly. Help us to ask according to the will of God. Help us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And help us to continually knock and persistently knock for your grace and mercy. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.